TGIF. And for the 2023 Toronto Blue Jays so far, that's meant something. Blue Jays 8-1 and one on Fridays. That's awesome. Now, today, one of my favorite Locked On Blue Jay podcast episodes yet, as we have Blue Jay pitcher Jay Jackson in the house for the entire show. And we're going to have a lot of, I mean, great, in my in my opinion, I hope you love it as well. I thought it was a great conversation. We deep dive his recent matchups as a Blue Jay with some absolute studs, guys like Aaron Judge, uh, Anthony Rizzo, Jordan Alvarez. Plus, we talk Jackson's thoughts on Nate Pearson, Josfer Zulueta, and the pitch clock. You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily Toronto Blue Jays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, friends. Craig Ballard, Locked On Blue Jays. Yes, indeed, I am Locked On the Toronto Blue Jays. have been for quite some time in my life, right? Ever since I can remember anyway, I'll say that. I thank you for spending part of your day talking Toronto Blue Jay baseball with me. I want to say hello and welcome and thank you for hitting that subscribe to a few of our new YouTube subscribers on the Locked On Blue Jays podcast a YouTube page there. Uh, Costas Sangaris, I hope I, I said that correctly. Uh, Mark Bowers, Richard Tyler Sage, hello and welcome as we're on this uh, on this journey together, right? As fans of the 2023 Toronto Blue Jays, everydayers making the Locked On Blue Jays podcast your first podcast listen every day. Certainly see you and thank you for that. Locked On Blue Jays is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I want to remind you that, as always, you can catch any Toronto Blue Jay game on SiriusXM. I truly hope you're going to enjoy this conversation with Blue Jay pitcher Jay Jackson as much as I did. Now, without further ado, man, let's dive in. Craig Ballard, Locked On Blue Jays. You are seeing this correctly. We are joined by an actual Toronto Blue Jay today. And I, I, I never know how to do this, Jay. I never know. I'm not smart enough to know on the screen are you on my left? Are you on my right? But anyway, the person beside me, let's put it that way. <laughs> right? Yeah, well, let's just put it that way. The yeah, person beside right. me, someone, I mean, just easy to cheer for uh, on and off the field. And 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 it certainly has done the done quite a job for the Toronto Blue Jays. Tough gig, Jay Jackson. I mean, professional baseball. You, you look at your numbers for the Blue Jays right now and and there you are been, you know, sent, sent down to the minor. I mean, it's, it's a tough gig, I guess, being a professional uh, pitcher. But you're somebody who seems to have the attitude that, hey, I woke up this morning, so things in my world are good. So when I ask you, Jay, how are you doing today? I'm assuming you're going to say, you can see I'm awake, I'm good. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I'm I'm alive. I woke up this morning, so everything's good. You know, family's here. Everybody's healthy right now. So, look, everything else can be figured out after we wake up. That's what I feel like. I've never even heard I, – I, I've heard that, you know, if, you, if you've woken up, that's great. I've never heard it like that, Jay. Everything else can be figured out once you've woken up. I love that. Absolutely love that. Jay, take us through. So at, at some point, you know, a lot of us grew up playing the game of baseball, found it early in our life, had the passion for it, you know, loved the game, got to be playing with our friends. There was all kinds of neat things going on, right? Now, now for you, for somebody like you, at some point going through, though, and growing up, at some point, separation would have started to happen, right? At some point, you would have started to see, man, look at that. I'm actually better than my friends at this. Then as we go on, oh, I'm significantly better. And as we go on, my goodness. I can make a living playing professional baseball here. Take us take us through that progression for you, Jay. That's actually kind of funny because nobody thought I was going to play baseball. Wow. Nobody thought I was the most talented player. Like, everybody thought I was talented coming up, uh, especially in Little League and stuff like that. I made the the Little League all-star teams and stuff like that. But I was my first two years, I think, playing Little League all-stars, they didn't want to play me because they had the older guys who they thought were better than me and mm -hmm. stuff like that. But we ended up going to um, – I went to the Little League Regionals for the World Series twice wow. when I was coming up. Um, so, no, actually went once. The first year they said that they wanted me on the team, but I was actually in other league 
I was in the National League for the Little League, and they were in the American League, and they beat us in the state championship or something like wow. that. So, but uh, coming up, it was just I told my dad and told my family like, I wanted to be a baseball player, a basketball player, and then they just really supported me and helped me get get there. Um, every off second I had, I was really like either in the yard or on the basketball court or hanging out with my dad somewhere where he was hitting me ground balls or hitting me fly balls or having me shoot jump shots because he just told me as I was growing up, if that was my passion and that's what I love to do, then it's not the things that I do at practice. It's the things that are outside of practice that nobody sees in the extra work that I put in, then that'll show in the long run. And so that just kind of happened. And then from middle school, I I went to, I went to a public middle school, then went to a private um, high school and I played AU. My high school team wasn't great. Mm. <laughs> so I got most of my looks. I got most of my looks actually from AU baseball and things of that nature. And then had some pretty good summers and falls with AU and was one of the top uh, prospects for my AU team. And that ended up being going to high school and then getting offered by Furman and going to college. College baseball is completely different from high school AAU baseball, Jeez. especially when <laughs> you come from a small school and then I actually went to a small university in Furman University and we had a decent team and we played well. But I didn't even think then, like I was projected at first in my junior year to go in the first like three, four rounds, you know, going in the ninth. <laughs> wow. So it was just all, it just never all panned out like how we thought it was but it was still fun and again as long as i was enjoying it and i had an opportunity i was just gonna take it as long as i could and we're here now <laughs> it didn't go as it was planned but you woke up <laughs> yeah. and you figured it out exactly every time oh, as yeah. long as i woke up figured it out and got back to work and tried to do it with a positive energy happy smile and just go out there and just try to do my best and make the people around me better awesome so Jay, of course, you grew up. I mean, what pitch clock? It wasn't even something that, <laughs> that, that you even that you even fantasized, that you even daydreamed about growing up. Now all of a sudden, on the professional level, boom, there it is. Walk uh, us through the pitch clock, Jay. What what are some things, some intricacies that fans, you know, just wouldn't watching it wouldn't understand, but you living it, you're like, okay, here's here's something interesting I, I didn't think of with the pitch clock, and here's something that maybe works to my advantage that I didn't consider with the pitch clock. Um, things that work to your advantage are kind of just like taking your time and like kind of having the hitter slow his momentum down. But mm -hmm. for me, there's that's the only really like positive of it. Okay. <laughs> um, other than that, like you almost feel rushed all the time. Like you need a deep breath. You get in those tough innings. Like you, you actually saw it um, with the college game. I think it was a couple days ago where three, yeah. two, two out yep. big situation and he's like, loaded okay, yeah yeah pitch clock violation like you you shouldn't have to do that like guys to get your best product on the field you should want to see guys take their time get their best be ready to go each and every pitch if you sit there and you have 10 15 seconds after you just ran the first base or something like that on a foul ball or something like that and by the time you get the mm. ball back you have eight seconds and they can either give you a pitcher violation give the, the batter a ball or you're sitting there trying to catch your breath and you don't get the right pitch or you get your pitch, but you don't have as much behind it as you should because you're a little, you're a little tired or your heart rate's up because you just had to do something else besides pitch and you didn't get to catch your breath. You're not really given the best product. 
because you're not throwing your best pitch against somebody that's a professional hitter that's giving their best at the same time. But the pitch clock, you just kind of adjust to it. I think the league likes it, so I'm not going to complain about it too much uh-huh. since, you know, <laughs> I'm in it. But I think it's – I think there's ups and downs to both sides of it. I think the hitters like it because, again, we have to make more mistakes and throw balls more in the middle mm. quicker so they get to see more pitches. They get to see – you know, guys stuff. And then you're again, you might be a little bit more tired and more liable to make a mistake. And so guys are getting more hits, hitting harder mm-hmm. and things of that nature. So overall, it's just something we're going to have to get used to. Hopefully they don't bring the ABS system up here, but, mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, I think as far as them just keeping the pitch clock and things of that nature, it won't be too bad as of right now. And and to your point, Jay, I would like to see some sort of tweaks happen for for major league <clears throat> baseball to in the big moments, like you talked about. That that's yeah. twice, Jay. That's twice a college game has ended. Bases loaded, two out, bottom of the ninth inning, full count, and all of a sudden the home plate umpire jumps out from behind home plate. That's it. That's strike. So the baseball game ended, Jay, on a non-baseball play, like. The that that World Baseball Classic. People say that Otani Trout at bat is is one of the classic at bats of all. None of those pitches, not one, would have fit within the pitch clock, exactly. right? So for the drama and and to your point, because I've always wondered, Jay, about from a pitcher standpoint, how can you be completely uh, confident and positive? The okay, I am ready to bring it. I am okay. I am one hundred percent ready right now. At thirteen seconds, at twelve seconds, right? What if what if it is the seventeen, eighteen seconds? So I agree. Yeah, I, I do hope there's going to be some tweaks that we see with the pitch clock. Coming up on Locked On Blue Jays, Jay Jackson and I deep dive his recent matchups with some studs, Aaron Judge, Anthony Rizzo, Jordan Alvarez. Wow. First, I'm often asked what I would recommend for last-minute Blue Jay tickets. And prior to discovering the GameTime app, GameTime.co, man, I did not have a good answer. But GameTime is the fast and easy way to buy tickets. It's for all sports, music, comedy, theater, whatever's happening in your area. Always have good last-minute deals as well, and they have the best price guarantee so you can stop stressing about your tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you're going to have. And that game time guarantee, that best price guarantee, that means you'll always get the best price. Now, if you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. I've used the game time app three times. If you're if you're an everydayer, you know I've talked about this before. I haven't been to a Toronto Blue Jay game to a game in absolutely years. Well, I've used the Game Time app already three times, and it will be and counting so far this year. For for me, the the fact that it's just so easy to use. I'm not a tech guy at all. It's two clicks, and you have the tickets, and then you just show it on your phone. It doesn't even go to your email, so you have to dig through a bunch of stuff. You show it at the phone when you get like it. It is so easy that that that's my favorite part about it. Now you can snag tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use the code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Now, again, create an account, redeem the code LOCKEDONMLB. That's $20 off your first purchase. Game time, download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Now, Jay, I want to talk to you about uh, a few specific at-bats you've had as, as a Toronto Blue Jay. I'm, <coughs> I'm, I'm so excited to, to dive into some yeah. of these with you here. Uh, I want to talk about that Aaron Judge at bat, and no, I don't want to talk about the side. No, I don't want to talk about the side eye, all that stuff that's been talked about. No, no, no. But the at bat itself. Now, uh, Jay, to me, this is a, a significant at bat. This is the only run you've allowed on the big league level this season. This is the only run you've allowed as a Toronto Blue Jay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now it was a six pitch at bat. It started one and two. It got to three and two, and then on the three two pitch, there's all the eye crap, whatever, 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 and and then and then the home run. But Jay, what I'm fascinated about here is all six pitches 
were sliders. So take us back through that a bad. Do you wish you mixed in a fastball? Do you wish you did anything differently there? Why all sliders? What what was the thought process there? The thought process is judge. I mean, for the most part, you see like he's more susceptible to sliders than fastballs. And if it's a fastball and it's a normally it's normally middle end and those are like the high velocity guys. So do I wish I would have missed in another fastball? Yeah, but the way he was swing at my slider and he wasn't mm-hmm. technically on my slider a lot of those pitches i was fine with it and me and kirk had a good plan back there i just didn't execute ultimately that's what happened um so to take it back like no like i don't regret anything that happens like things happen again you learn from them move forward next time i face them we get them out and hopefully it's in a bigger situation in the in the championship yeah. series somewhere nice. and you know we learn from it and we do the job so yeah, six is a lot of sliders, but I mean, it's my pitch. It's the pitch that I have a lot of confidence in. I just didn't execute. You know, if you look back on it, the clock was kind of running down too. So it wasn't wow. just it wasn't just that. I was sitting there getting the pitch, trying to you know see like go through progressions to see like mentally like okay, do I want to throw this slider because he called a slider? Do I want to shake off? And then we were sitting there because I was thinking if I want to step, I mean, not to step off, but to shake off and go to a fastball. But ultimately, I saw the clock going down and. Obviously, clock goes down. It's a walk anyway, yeah. <laughs> so it kind of puts you in a bad situation. But you know, just throw it and you make it a you make a quality pitch or aggressive pitch in that situation. Since it's three two and it needs to be a strike, you don't want to walk him anyway. Left one over the middle of the plate, and he's a great hitter. He's one of the best hitters in our league <laughs> and the home run leader. So, yeah. like I said before, even if he didn't know it was coming, or if he did know it was coming, I threw a pitch middle middle. He did exactly what he's supposed to do with it as being as great as he is. He's supposed to do that. I mean, I'll probably talk to him this offseason and ask him what was really going on or what <laughs> was like just to get some feedback on my slider, honestly, to yep. see like if he was just seeing it good or if the if it didn't break a lot, things of that nature too. I mean, he's a great guy, like awesome. and I take nothing away from him. That's all. And Jay, I'm always so fascinated with with how quickly th- the brain works, right? So Jay, what what do you remember about like so when do you know that 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 home run that six pitch that that slider that you didn't snap it the way you wanted to snap it is that right as soon as you release it or is there is there a time as 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 the the flight path is coming to the plate like when do you realize oh if i could stop time right now and take that back i probably would um you feel it like when you're progressing through the pitch so like right when the pitch is let go like Mm. some guys can feel it earlier that one i kind of just was like okay i need to throw a strike so i can't make it as sharp as i need it to be but i need it to be away but i need it to be a strike so you try to throw it and like probably right when I let it go, I could feel like, okay, it's not going to break as much as I would like it to or be as sharp as I want it to, but it's a strike. It just happened to be a strike right down the middle. <laughs> and Jay, I want to talk to you about uh, a couple of uh, lefties that you faced. Uh, from the outside looking in, I have no idea. I've said this a million times on the Lockdown Blue Jay podcast when we've talked about these different batters. I'm intimidated as a person watching Jay. I'm safe in the comfort of my home watching these. I'm safe. And I still feel intimidated when Anthony Rizzo is at the plate or Jordan Alvarez is at the plate. Now you mm-hmm. faced them both this season. I want to go through those at bats as well. The Anthony Rizzo was the very next at bat from the judge at bat. Actually, he was the very next batter. That was a four pitch at bat. He ended off. Um, he ended up fouling out on a slider. Now those first three pitches uh, you went with Rizzo were, were all four seam fastballs. So what's the strategy, Rizzo? Big boy, right on top of that plate. Like, is he as intimidating as I think he is? What's the strategy against somebody as good as he is? It's actually funny. Like, I'm not as intimidated by Rizzo 
because I used to play with him. He was my teammate long ago with the Cubs, <laughs> with the Iowa Cubs, and I faced him so many times at this oh, wow. point. And I just know Rizzo just as a person, as a hitter and things of that nature. Like, And he was, a great, again, another great hitter. So he's going to beat me sometimes. But the thing is, like with Riz, is don't let him beat you in hitting home runs. Like he's a great, you know, gap-to-gap hitter. He gets a lot of hits, like, and sprays the ball really well. So for Rizzo, it's just making pitches. Um, fastballs, he's – I like to attack him more fastballs up in the zone and then try to get him sliders down and in. Um, just see what happens after that. Just again with each hitter, you just try to make your pitches to their weaknesses that they give us on our heat maps and mm. on our scouting reports and stuff like that. But you use their heat maps with your best stuff, really, with your strength, and then you try to just go with a the plan there. But Rizzo is just—I mean, I love Rizzo. Like I played with him. Like I say, he's my teammate. So those guys is like I said, I get to see Judge in the off season in the cage at the place I throw um, bullpens at sometimes. So seeing these guys, getting to see them and know that like off like how they are off the field it helps to know that like hey like hmm. i want to go compete really hard against these guys because i know that they're good guys off the field too because like it, they're not going to sit there and it's just going to be competitive it's not like we hate each other or something like that which it drives some rivalries but for me like i feel like if i can compete against my friends and know that they're good people and like they're providing for their families and we're all going for the same goal that's the kind of competition I want because, like, we're all, like, want to be the best and know that the other guy's trying to be the best too, but they're not trying to be a terrible person off the field, like, strike you out or you hit a home run off me and see you the next day. But what you see? Competitive, like, okay, cool. Like, appreciate you. You got me. I got you next time, and we keep it rolling. And then as far as Jordan, Jordan is scary. <laughs> Everybody should know that Jordan is scary. Like that man, I faced. I again, another guy I faced the AAA. God, I keep forgetting that I played so long at this point down there. But I faced a lot of these guys down there, and they probably faced me, so they probably know me better than I know them. And they also get the luxury of having the uh, the pitching machines where they can see our pitches and get our spins and stuff, and mm-hmm. face us before we get to go in there and things of that nature too. They get pitching machines that throw sliders that are probably better than mine or wow. change-ups that are better than some guys. <laughs> wow. They can ramp they can ramp pitching machines up to 100, 105 miles per hour, so they, they're not used – I mean, they have a little bit of an advantage. They get to see us really before we come in, whereas we only get to see them on videos and don't get to see them in the box to see how their swings are actually going before we get in. But Jordan, he covers everything Man. so well. He really does. He doesn't have a lot of hole, so – just being able to get him out is huge. Uh, being able to get him out the way I did was huge. Uh, he took some bad swings, which was nice. Uh, so <laughs> I take, I take, I take that, you know, I take it, you know, and learn from it again. One of those things where you try to get better from him, especially seeing where I missed and where I made my pitches to get him out. Because you get hitters like that out, you want to see, okay, where'd you make that spot where he could, he didn't hit the ball hard or where he missed it. And you take those things and you put them with other lefties because if he's one of the best lefties, Hmm. then you should be able to take that kind of program and that sequence and use it with other guys and hopefully have success. Awesome. And Jay, you mentioned that, that, geez, I forget how much time I've spent uh, pitching in the minor. (laughs) Now, uh, a lot of time you spent this season was, as a Toronto Blue Jay fan, it's been a few years, Nate, where a few years, sorry, Jay, where we've been saying, hey, can Nate Pearson contribute to this team? Come on, Nate. You've got the stuff. Come on, Nate. You've got the stuff. Come on, Nate. Can you? It's been a few years now. So some of the Blue Jay fan bases, you know, 
skeptical, uh, maybe because it has been a few years at this point, but I really feel like he's developed before our eyes this season. And that's on the big league level, Jay. Of course, you saw the beginning workings of this in, 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 in AAA as well. What are your thoughts on Nate Pearson? What, what, what sort of big leaguer do you think this guy can be? He can be whatever he ultimately wants to be. Mm -hmm. I think that they have him right now slated as being in the back end or in the in the back end high leverage situations of the bullpen right now for him. And with his stuff, his high octane stuff, as long as he keeps the confidence about him and just attacks the zone, like he has three quality pitches that are tough to hit. He's got a good fast, a really good fastball. He's got a really good slider, and his curveball when he's spotting it up is devastating. So if he can just spot those up and keep attacking the zone like he's going to be a force to be reckoned with and who knows what they want to do if he decides that ultimately he wants to go back to be a starter he sees that he has success in the pen and so then it's up to the team if they want to make him a starter again and then the same thing it's just up to him like what kind of confidence level that he wants to have and how aggressive he wants to be in the zone and making sure that he's attacking the zone but with his stuff he sky's the limit for him i mean wow. i tell people all the time there's a reason God didn't give me a hundred mile per hour fastball because uh, me with a hundred mile per hour fastball in my slider would have been, that would have been a lot of fun for nice. me in a great career. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, but I think he, he's a big guy. He carries himself. Well, he's a professional. He does things the right way. And I look forward to just seeing what's going to, what's going to happen with him and what he decides he wants to do. Hopefully, you know, this year goes well and I'm back with the blue Jays in the next couple of years and I get to see him and help him out, you know, so and make, hopefully try to help make him a better pitcher and, you know, learn from him and him learn from me. But for right now, the way he's rolling and the things he's done up there, it's, I'm glad to see it. Cause I've, again, I've, before I came here, I read about the guys and I've studied the team mm. a little bit to see where I was going to be. And he was one of the guys that I was in, intrigued to see because again, another guy that he actually, the guy that I throw bullpens with and get to critique me a little bit in Tampa, he actually worked with Nate. So we all know Nate, it's a small world down there in Tampa and stuff like that. But Oh, and who's Again, that? What's is that? Um, it's his. His name's Anthony Telford. Uh, Telford, Anthony Telford, Anthony Telford. Yes, yes. I've been, yeah, I've been on so, a few shows with him before. Yeah, he works at the. Oh, the cage. Isn't that what you were talking about before? Yeah. Is that the cage. Yes, yes. Yeah. So he's. I go down there, and that's where I throw my bullpens at. Since I live outside of Tampa in the off season, and so just having him around and things like that, it's awesome. And you know, small world. He talked to me about Nate and said a little things that probably could cue Nate on things here and there. And, mm -hmm. You know, just seeing Nate work and see how he's working to become a better pitcher and become better at staying in the zone and using his stuff more effectively and efficiently. Like I said, he's grown before before my eyes, and I'd say the organization and the fans' eyes too. And just, just I'm looking forward to seeing what's going to be next for him. Jay, what about uh, Yosfer, uh, What about the Zulueta? I'm excited about this guy as well. What do you see with him? Zulu's got a power arm too. Mm -hmm. Kind of same thing as Nate. Just He's got to just be in the zone and just keep attacking. I think they were trying to stretch him out again at first. And now he's kind of been more one one plus stints to yeah. just help the bullpen out and things of that nature. But great fastball, hard slider. Again, same thing. He's just got to stay in the zone. And again, in AAA, it's a little different because of the ABS we have down there. And you have to be more kind of in the zone and not on the corners as much because mm -hmm. of how the system's set up. So guys are still trying to figure that out. But he's got great stuff, and I think he's going to be able to help the team in a number of ways. What, again, however they really want to when he's able to come up and decide what they want to do with him as well. One more segment coming up with Jay Jackson as we look at why he's done so well at a certain ballpark. Plus, did you notice his Twitter handle is Jacksland58? Well, we'll get to the bottom of that meeting as well. A reminder, you can catch tonight Blue Jays-Astros game on SiriusXM 
I want to shout out my new Bird Dogs stretchy shorts. Bird Dogs are going to make you look good. They, they have khaki shorts. They're designed to fit slimmer through the thighs and the leg. I mean, they give you a, a sculpted look. The, they fit better than regular shorts. You know those regular shorts are made of like, what would you describe it? Like, like it's cotton, but it's like a stiff cotton fabric. Well, a Bird Dogs, they actually invented, yeah, they actually invented a cloud knit fabric. It looks just like khaki, but it stretches. So you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement or or comfort. Bird Dogs uses anti-stink sweat, anti-stink sweat wicking fabric. That's always a mouthful for me. Let's say it again. Anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that helps keep you cool and dry all day long. Now, if you go to birddogs.com slash locked on MLB and enter the promo code locked on MLB, you're going to get a free Yeti style tumbler with your order. That's birddogs.com slash locked on MLB for a free Yeti style tumbler. Uh, Jay Jackson, I re- really appreciate your time. Just loving this conversation, Jay. Just, I really wanted to ask you about uh, this is mostly during with uh, when you were with uh, the Milwaukee Brewers. So the Brewers, of course, St. Louis. I mean, that's a rivalry, right? Right. And you used to, I mean, and not used to the, the, the best ballpark that you've pitched at is Bush Stadium in St. Louis. And that's, I mean, that's very impressive, Jay. I'm, I'm always very taken. It seems like that that fan base is very knowledgeable with, like, I'm very impressed with that fan base. I'm very impressed with that ballpark, that organization. I know they, not this season, right? I, I know, I know. But what was it about pitching or what is it about pitch, pitching at, at, uh, at Bush Stadium there in St. Louis where you're just like, hey, I'm comfy here, man. You guys are in trouble. I've never really thought about it. I just kind of huh. treat all of them the same. And I just, I mean, normally Bush Stadium is probably one of the first few games I get into because normally end up getting stuck in facing Goldsmith or Arenado somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but just being a righty, having those guys, and I think it might be a little bit with, like, the weather and the humidity up there is nice, too. I'm used to being down there, being in that type of weather, being from the south and stuff. But just the atmosphere they give you there at Bush Stadium is amazing, too. Again, the fans, the rivalries that I've been parts of, to be there – it's electric and it's energizing and yeah. again, the situations I've been in, they kind of forced me to be on top of my game a lot of times with who I'm facing. So it mm-hmm. kind of probably helps out a little bit too, but I just, I never knew that. I'm glad you pointed that out. I'm glad I, I'm glad I could bring but, that to you. That's awesome. I mean, we should, I should probably tell the Cardinals that then or tell every team in the NL yes. that hey, I need to pitch against the Cardinals from now on. Man, you need me. You but, need me to lock these guys down. You need me to lock. Absolutely. Yes, Absolutely. Uh, Jay, what an absolute blast. Uh, thank you so much for, for your time and, and, and your really well-thought-out answers. The the good people at home, of course, we can see it on the screen here. It's at Jaxland58. Now, Jay, I, I don't think I could move on if I didn't get the story there because Jaxland50, you don't wear number 58, Jaxland. So what's what, what, how did that, what, what's the significance there? It all started, Jaxland actually started in Japan because my first year I came over to, went over to Japan to Hiroshima. I was pretty much by myself and then I started going out eating and stuff and I found some other foreigners that were in Hiroshima with me and we all started hanging out together and they found out I play- I didn't tell them I played baseball at first even though most of the people knew but a lot of foreigners in that area don't kind of keep up with it as much so like I would hang out with them and then finally they're like wait you play for the team don't you I was like yeah and they're like oh well you're a great person well like we like hanging out with you and things of that nature and then so all the people that were with me kind of like we created this group that was called like instead of like team jackson or something like that i wanted it to be more inclusive and make it more like like wow a, a, a nation type yeah. thing so we called it jack's land as in jackson's land so yeah. then everybody's kind of part of it and like they called me the president but it was just kind of something stupid that like we would just all hang out together and have good times and energy together and so that came from that and then my number in japan was ah. 58 
And then my fiance actually mentions to me that um, she she kind of did the numbers thing, I guess, for kids and like everybody else, mm. like everybody does this thing where I guess he was a five and I'm an eight or one of the vice versas. So it worked out perfectly. So I just always kept it for um, just me being a five or an eight or my son being my son in Japan being a five or an eight also. And it just kind of worked like that. And I kept Jackson ever since because I look at all my friends and family members as stuff as being part of like a big nation as a family ultimately. And so we call it all Jackson. And then that just started my clothing line. And so the yeah. clothing line's now Team Jacksland, and it just kind of just, it's all, it's just been fun just to be able to create and have people with me and have them be a part of it. And just, like I said, just enjoy this little journey that we've had together to, for the most part. It's probably not the official way to, to join Jacksland. I'm probably breaking some rules here, but just with this interview today, Jay, I'm going to, I'm considering myself part of Jacksland. I, I know you're the president. I know I probably have to write <laughs> paperwork. There's probably things I have to fill up, but Jay, I've enjoyed this. So I'm considering myself part of Jacksland going forward. Is that okay with you? You're definitely part of okay. Jacksland going forward, Craig. I appreciate it. You know, it's just, again, the motto of Jacksland is in smiles we trust. So as long as you're smiling and happy and you're bringing positive vibes to everybody else, like you're always welcome with us and always welcome to keep spreading the, spreading the love from our our families and our nation to everybody else that's all we try to do awesome. like i said we just try to enjoy these moments that we each have because again you never know how I many you have with anybody out here and you never know people i mean people take things so negatively nowadays trying to be positive is hard so you try to enjoy as many positive times as you can Jay, continued success. You can't wait to see you back up again on the big league level doing your thing for the toronto blue jays thank you for your time today Oh, of course. Anytime. Anytime you want me on here, I'm available uh, as long as I'm free. So I really appreciate you having me on here. Thank you, Jay. That's a wrap for Locked on Blue Jays podcast this week. Every Friday in the show by hoping that your weekend is full of Toronto Blue Jay victories. And this Friday is not going to be any exception. We've had three weekend sweeps, right? So, hey, have a great weekend. I hope that your weekend is full of Toronto Blue Jay victories.